Hi, welcome to the Carp Church Podcast. We're very glad you're joining us today and we hope this message inspires you, builds your faith and encourages you in the things of God. Enjoy the message. of dreams in the desert with the conversations with the Cork Church pastors and our special invited speaker today, uh, Dr. Teresa Conlon, all the way from Summit International School of Ministry. Teresa, delighted to have you. How are you? I'm good. I'm so delighted to be with you this morning. My friends in Ireland, miss you all so much. Uh, well, we certainly have been missing you and Carter. Um, summer fire didn't happen for us last year. It's unlikely we'll have a, a residential week this year. We're still hoping to run um, a, a, an event later on in the year, but that's still in, in formation. But uh, tell me this, you haven't forgotten about us in the last 12 months, have you? You guys are unforgettable, and that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Ever since you visited us here at Summit, we're still talking about your visit, so no chance of forgetting you, especially when Was you sent because- two of your finest young students with us, so... Oh, uh, yeah. praise the Lord. How, yeah, how are yeah. they getting on over there? Oh, my gosh. They're doing so well. So well. They send their love, too. Yeah. yeah that's, you know, yeah, we spoke yesterday just briefly, Teresa, and I thought it was a good conversation to have. Uh, I asked you what was your burden at this time during COVID-19, and you said you had a very big burden for young people at this time. So maybe you might just elaborate and share a little bit what you mean, what's happening, um, what you see happening for them or not happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, <clears throat> as we know, uh, the COVID that brings such intense isolation um, and brings um, all the problems that come with isolation and increasing mental health issues and things that striking everyone, I think youth are especially vulnerable. You know, they don't have the experience in life yet. And what's ever happening to them at that moment is all encompassing. And uh, when I ask them, you know, what, you know, a lot of times to be able to speak hope to their generation, you have to deal in reality and then bring the hope. And so a lot of times they're talking about um, in in their group, you know, the depression, the anxiety, uh, the feeling that nobody else is dealing with it like I have to Mm -hmm. deal with it. And they get on Zoom and that was novel for a while, but now it's bored. It's boring. And uh, I feel that they were telling me it just feels a little bit suffocating. There's not enough to do. And uh, so I was saying to them, you know, so what what do you think the remedy is? And um, it really surprised me what what they thought the way out is. So right now, just talking about Christian youth. But um, it's really that um, that to use the devices you've got and get creative with it. Mm-hmm. Um, get get on TikTok and use it as evangelism. Um, mm-hmm. Get uh, use your gifts, poems, write things, draw things, paint. Start to get creative and figure out ways that you can share it and reach out to people. And uh, when you start actually wanting to represent the Lord, it it does have the great bounce back effect that you have to go deep with Him. You have to have something to say. Because in this day and age, content is king. People can so mm-hmm. easily click onto the next, onto the next. And mm-hmm. if we can just encourage young people um, to dig deep, the Lord is with you. 
And this is your hour. You were raised for such a time as this. And there is an anointing poured out on young people. And I believe it's going to be of creativity. And like, this is what I'm handed. Then the Lord will start to speak to them of how to be able to get out of that suffocating box. And as they are connected to him and have something vital to begin to share that. So I would just encourage young people that are Christians that see this as um, a creative opportunity for you, because now everybody that's got a phone certainly can uh, add mm. to the conversation yeah. and be a star in their own right. Yeah, become a yeah. TikTok Tree. king or something. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Teresa, can I ask you a question? Uh, you're obviously, you're getting a lot of young men and women just out of school or a little bit <laughs> after school, they're coming to you. What would you say is the greatest challenge to that generation and 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 how how should they handle that how should they take that challenge on mm -hmm. I, I do believe that the biggest challenge for them um is to um to not believe everything i would say that god is not in agreement with the way they think about themselves that mm. a lot of times they come in and they are they are so the way they think about themselves deep down is so mm -hmm. negative and they have mm -hmm. to actually begin to understand what God thinks about them. And in other mm -hmm. words, it's, it's a delicate balance, but it's not really what you think about yourself. It's what we think about God. If we get them to think rightly about God, we can get them to think rightly about themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So does, you, think there's a, you think there's a, a, a misrepresentation of the character of God with young people and that has led them to low self-esteem, do you think? that is he not, not being represented to them properly? And that's our job now to reveal a right understanding of the Lord, his grace, his goodness, his kindness. Because my, my experience having my four boys actually and, and even running a church is that I do think that is the identity, even though it's been used everywhere in every pulpit who you are in christ your identity and actually fact, it becomes a mundane sort of talking point but it is actually the true issue who you actually are who mm -hmm. god sees you to be and the power of his grace and forgiveness that is transformative because as a man thinks in his heart so he is or so he acts so if you think you're just a piece of trash all the time or you think you're just a failure mm -hmm. or you just think that you've been hijacked by the world thinking and I'm under the thumb of the enemy and I'm never going to amount to anything other than whatever you, th you think it is, that's how you're going to manifest and, until you discover something greater than that, that God speaks a more powerful word over your life. And that's the battle of faith, isn't it, really, to, to really mm -hmm. latch on and believe God for your life. And that's, mm -hmm. to, to be honest, that, to me, that's the battleground, really, who's... Whose report would you believe? That's not just about healing. Whose report would you believe about yourself? And God says, I see you as my son, my daughter. I see greatness in you, creativity, as you say. I see exalted living in you. I see victory in you. And yet we look at ourselves in the mirror and say, my own mother wouldn't love me. She knew what went on in my head. Yet God's telling me these things. How do I win that battle? Right. Hmm. You know, in this generation, uh, in every generation, but in this one especially, it's how I, what I think, what I feel. Explan my explanations to things, my feelings mm. about things are mm. king. Of course, at that age, you're exploring the world. You're trying to learn new worldviews and you're very open to everything as you should mm. be. But we just say, you know, you are going to be very surprised if you will just open that Bible and read truth mm. because it's probably not thoughts you've ever thought before. It's a point mm. of view that it, you have not 
you know, fully yet given any thought to. So I think that um, bringing them into um, this school for Christians, we almost, things have to be taken out before they can be received in. It's probably mm, yeah. uh, very true right across all of Christendom. But mm. in this day and age, I think there's a, is a mercy moment and there's a new hunger for the Bible. We are learning as a church, we have to learn to be self-feeders and self-leaders. And that's a good thing because none of us were ever yeah. meant to be spectators in this. We are to be participants of faith. Mm. So it's a good moment for the church because we're beginning to understand we're, we're all called to ministry, to live for the benefit of others and to minister. So we're digging our wells, but for the young, especially, um, you know, so much that they've embraced as truth, it becomes my truth. It's not the truth that um, really will set them free. So it's to get them to that place and it's a journey you can't rush that uh they have to be listened to and encouraged where they're right and let the word um you know challenge where uh they just kind of assume that god is in agreement with the way they think so mm. that's a bit of a, a discovery <laughs> yeah. no. can, can i ask you another question what, what what is it you really love about this this young generation coming up oh my goodness Oh, well, I think what you love about every generation is that the, that hope that and that energy that springs up from that time of life. And uh, I'm seeing with the young people here, you know, you just give them a tiny little bit of a leg up. In other words, ex, ex, you know, let the presence of God on this in this campus when they experience him, they just take off. You've only given them a very little bit and. Mm. They, they're really hungry for the things of God and they're serious. Mm. They're sober. They're the COVID generation and they've not been allowed, <clears throat> you know, certain frivolities anymore. They're more serious, but they are rising to the challenge. I'm telling you they are. And one thing I'm seeing here that is really true is they love to pray. <laughs> they are uh, like next week we're going into break week and, mm -hmm. um, they got to, you know, how do you want, how do you want to have a break? And one of the things they put, we want all night prayer. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> that's, the Lord. that's amazing. That's what they want. Uh, take, they take, want this, take, take this true tree. So, you know, when you, when you get someone in a freshman into, into the Bible school there, and uh, from your typical, you know, Western background, um, take us to the various stages as you see God dealing with them, you know, when they come in raw at, very, at the very beginning, because a lot of people, they go to Bible school and there's a call of God in their life or else they just try to study. They might be at a loose end. They don't just want to get into the word of God for a couple of years or you mm -hmm. know, they even get ministered to. So there's loads of reasons why people go to a Bible school. You know, not everyone ends up in full time ministry. So there's many other right. things that happen at a Bible school that kind of balance the ship for people and do loads of other things. But your typical young person that's, that's you know, facing the world that we're kind of all in, what stages do they, do you see? Because there's going to be in, a, in any calendar year. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. You know. It, there's uh, atypical sort of all the same. That's the, the kind of thing. We're, there's a commonality of us all. We're not unique, really. We're all the same. So what sort of phases do you see with young people that, begin to make that first step towards God? And then what sort of journey can they expect to have over that period of time? Well, that's a really good question. And uh, I really do think that they go through four phases. And when they first come here, um, they're not even sure why, because they don't, they're a bit like 
Esther, you know, um, they don't feel that they're worthy to be called up or they don't see themselves as any great thing in the kingdom of God. And um, they, um, they kind of go through just an adjusting phase, like, why am I here? Which is a very, <laughs> why did I come to Bible school? And then they kind of begin to get lit up by theology and they begin to understand truth and things begin to be make sense to them. And then everybody becomes Spurgeon and Calvin and Finney. <laughs> and uh, like, you know, it's amazing. And um, yeah. you know, they know everything. And that's a, that, that I love that phase. Uh, uh, then they go home usually um, in that phase and they get totally deflated because they realize, wow, the, um, well, the theology is so great up there, but the way I live and the way I respond doesn't seem to have changed much. And they come back and then they are really ready, I think, to um, want the walk, want the reality of Christ in them. And mm. uh, so you have to kind of get through yourself. You have to get through um, the puffed up of your learning um, and you you get to a place that, wow, it except the Lord build this house, you know, um, I, I can't even see this kingdom to build it. And they begin to trust him in ways. And when they hit old familiar places, um, there is now a willingness to trust him instead of just think or reason my way through this. And, um, mm. and then they get excited to leave, which I think is healthy. Ready to go do I, it. I, so. I, I remember hearing someone say, I taught you everything you know, and you still know nothing. <laughs> I'm going to bring Hamp in there, not because of that Hamp, but because you, you have yeah, thanks, Nick. He's the resident expert. <laughs> Nick, Nick, oh, taught, Nick taught Hamp everything he knew, and it only took him five minutes. It's yeah. <laughs> actually four and a half, so you're going to be exaggerating the truth. <laughs> Some minds they fill up very quickly, but I know. But uh, Hamp, you were. You, 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 you were part of, of the whole Bible school there for many years. In your own view of watching young people coming in, you know, is it a bit like a summer camp at the beginning? Everyone's kind of happy and buzzing. And then and what sort of mincing did you see at the Bible school when you were there? Uh, it's very similar to what, yeah, it's very similar to what Teresa said. I think it's just the newness, the, the excitement, then... Uh, yeah, I mean, as a student there, you go through the dorms and you do have like these deep theological discussions. <laughs> You've got the Calvinists and the, the Arminians, and there's all this, and uh, it's it's very similar. It's very similar to what she said, and uh, yeah, and um, yeah, of the 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 new recruits are always like they they come with such aspiration and and full of faith, and and to watch that growth it's it's amazing so mm -hmm. yeah it's it's very similar what well, one thing that i love that i think is new to this group uh is they're actually talking about the difference between themselves and the generation below them in mm. other words they can be 18 19 and they're recognizing that people under 12 had uh mm. that their screen no longer is viewed as a tool but their screen is viewed as an extension of themselves mm. and they themselves are beginning to recognize this and how are they going to reach that generation just below them and wow. to do it creatively and powerfully. And of course they are the natural evangelists of that generation because the wider the gap gets between the way mm -hmm. we were raised and our experience with technology, how we engage a screen 
and the 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 way that younger people have i think there's more of a natural listening to them on certain issues you know um i call the phone pharaoh i call it phone pharaoh i call it it's a pharaoh that rules us rules mm. every one of us and once we got into isolation this was the feed it feed feeds us it's it's well said there's a news feed and it feeds us and uh, mm. In our isolation, we have turned to phone Pharaoh and he's ruling and reigning in the Western world. And um, how do we negotiate this thing? Because we, it is part of our world now. And it's the Lord to give us wisdom of how wow. to um, understand its power, its dominion. It's our, how we live our life outside of that screen as opposed to with that screen. Mm. And I think that a lot of times they keep making the point to me, you know, they'll say, Pastor Teresa or Dr. Conlon, you know, we've got to reach them via their screens because they, ever since they were 18 months old, someone handed them a screen to be quiet, mm. to take care of them, to babysit them, <laughs> to nurture them. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't put them down, like to, to talk down at them concerning their screens, you're going to forever lose them. So. Yeah. How are we going to reach them via their screens and to have real compassion? So this is really a new conversation that I am hearing um, among them. Wow. And I really thank God they're taking up that challenge. Teresa, can I just say something? I think that that is like, that's really powerful. That's really something. I was thinking when you said that earlier about isolation and, and using um, those devices it's now more than ever, especially for younger people. And we can become, we can become kind of like, um, we can dismiss young people very easily. And, and like you said, we can have such a negative view, but it is, this is, God is allowing his allowances. He's allowed this to take place. The, 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 the massive Roman road of information highway and it's, it is pumping out a message, but I was thinking there, and when you said that about Pharaoh, but, but back before when you were talking about being in isolation and using what's in their hand, it's interesting. That's why God spoke to Moses. What's in your hand and yeah. use that, use that, take that back to Pharaoh and use it for the glory of God. And I think we can do that. I, I, that's so, it's very insightful. And I appreciate you sharing that, but we have an open window. The same devil that's using it on the other side, we have equal access to use this to reach people. And I think, as I know for me, it's been it's been difficult as an older person and just working. Work. This happened so fast. I don't think we realize how fast this happened. And our culture changed in the last 20 years. There was a switch. And I suppose it's, it was probably like going from horse-drawn carriages to the automobile to just you know, sending someone to the moon, but this happened. And I don't think we've caught up to that in our minds, the, the massive cultural shift. If you're, if you're north of 30, it's hard to really, to get where we are. But I really appreciate that because I think that we need to speak into that and we need to encourage these young people, Correct. like you said, to use their, use their talents and their, their, all their giftings in that realm. Yeah. And I, you know, it's been said that the apostle Paul only had two days on his calendar today and that day, you know, and that mm. day, that far off day. And I, I'm going to speak for myself, but I always thought, you know, when mm. uh, start at the beginning of the end times, we're going to ramp up to it. It's going to be mm. very evident, you know, oh, wow, that's the way we're headed. But I think it, it took me and I think so many like complete surprise 
that in a matter of weeks, the world shut down, bang the airport, yeah. bang the schools, Everybody. bang the stores, the NFL teams, all the sports, bang, 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 bang. How do you shut down the world in a matter of few weeks? And it yeah. happened. And it happened. And I think that we ourselves are, um, it, it, I think we're all reeling in this sea change. And um, mm -hmm. the way I think that God is working it for good is that um, what really has to nurture us and to truly, you know, taking time with the Lord. And, and what I think is happening is that when we shut down on the outside, it got very busy in our heads because, again, if you've got foam pharaoh in your face all the time, um, and that loneliness, you just, you, this constant feed, you are, uh, you are in trouble. And mm. I think that what a lot of people are experiencing is that there, there is no rest in their mind. Therefore, there is no mm. rest in their spirit. And we were talking about this, some of the students uh, and some of the more senior students. We have sabbaticals this year. They're older people over 30 and mm -hmm. was meeting with the sabbaticals. And one of them said, you know, we as a church, we need to, we need to come to a full stop. Mm. We've got to come to a place where the racing in our mind and the slowing down every day, we've got to achieve that full stop. And mm. when, uh, we enter into the rest of God when we see God, because he is our rest. And every day we have to connect with him. We have to mm. see him and seeing him, beholding him, he is our rest. He brings that sense of well-being in our mind and our and what's yeah. been happening, I think, in this last COVID time is we have not experienced the rest in our mind or our mm. spirit. And we have been pressed and harried in some ways that we've never experienced before. And so you compound it with loneliness, isolation, lack of seeing people, our old cultural ways disrupted. Mm -hmm. and, um, mm. We really are in a, a huge sea change. Mm -hmm. And uh, his thing that every day let it come to a full stop and back away from those screens back away from all that shut it down and make sure every day that we do have that rest the lord brings mm. to our mind and spirit when we see him and i mm. think that's going to influence if we can get young people to do that i mean you get addicted to that and then it influences content what you're going to do in your creativity because um, that's so powerful. If we've actually heard something from God and communicating it to him, it moves the darkness. Mm. And all of us have a phone now. We can actually uh, be in, you know, that kind of connection and share what we're yeah. giving, you know. Affect somebody for the Lord, yeah. You know, I was just thinking again, um, for the young people that are watching particularly, because I think everybody's lives pattern more or less the same. So you've got students that come into the Bible school. We've got students here at home in normal uh, um, colleges or schools, part of our church here. And uh, I've noticed one thing with every every generation that decide to embark upon that life of, I'm going to live for God. And we're, that's what we're trying to say to them today. You can have a sense of purpose even now on your own. You could be an influencer yeah. You can, you, can, you can actually change the world of somebody or some group of people, if not a large group of people, as you grow into what God's called you to be. But in your decision as a young person to go that direction, I always I always kind of akin it to the A-team. Do you remember the A-team in television? Remember B.A. Barakas and the A-team? And, you know, so these guys would go on a mission and they'd always win round one. Remember, the A-team would always win the first battle and they looked like they got the, the bad guys out of it. 
But then they'd lose round two, and it looked like they're down in the muck. There was no way they'd come back. And then the third phase, they'd always come into the victory. And yeah. in some way, in some ways, it's like that. Even when you come onto the campus at summit, I'd imagine it's like a little bit of a carnival. If you everyone's happy to meet new people and they're very happy, there's a touch of God. You get into doctrine, but then it comes that real attack where you feel like I'm floored. I, I've lost the plot. I think I won't go back to the campus. I won't go back to church. I won't go back to college. I won't go back to whatever because your 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 devil nails you on something. But yeah. there's always that comeback. And it, it, I, I think that's the most important thing we need to tell the young people, that you're going to have setbacks in, in that purpose of serving the Lord. Um, it's going to happen. It happens to everybody. But there's victory for you. And to stay the, stay the course, God's called mm-hmm. you. God's put his hand in your life. Yes, there's things that are not very flattering at times, but God hasn't turned his back on you. Get up off the floor. I'm thinking of David in his first Samuel, I think he's 30 where he was completely discouraged in his journey to the point that they're talking about stoning him and right. to teach young people that, you know, you know, God, Jesus himself is praying for you even now. We're praying for you, number two, and you're going to learn how to pray deeper yourself, number three, and encourage yeah. yourself, Lord, and go on. And I think it's very important for young people to understand we're not saying just because you stand there's going to be a bed of roses, there's going to be battles, there's going to be scars, but you're going to win. You have already won. The battle belongs to the Lord. And, to, to, mm. and I, for me, when I when I talk to young people, to try to demystify the road ahead a little bit for them, it gives them confidence. I will have I will have floored moments. I will have moments that have to pick me up off the ground. Right. Uh, but that's not the end of it. And I think that's the hope that we need to inject into this generation. You're at, there's a huge problem today, Teresa, with young people worrying about climate change, job insecurity, mm. lack mm. of purpose, you know, social life and and they're floored with so much fear. But to yeah. the Christian, we have to say, strengthen yourself for the Lord. Get back on the horse again. He's going to bring you the victory. And I'm sure that must be a pattern even within the Bible school, I'd imagine. Yeah, you know, but uh, again, here, here's what I'm seeing that is a little bit different. And, and of course, um, it's not about falling down. It's about getting up. Uh, yeah. But you know, they, they honestly, because they've taken the word influencer, and which is a core definition of a leader, and they actually see themselves and the potential of leader. And we, you know, we define leaders are people of influence, but more and more they're understanding our old definition of a leader is somebody at the front, kind of glamorous, or, you know, you get, the, you know what, these young people, they're looking for reality. They've, yeah. they've been there. Yeah. They've been, they're looking for reality and that's is what's attractive to them. And they realize yeah. that yeah. I have, my leadership is going to be um, as an influencer. So my words, my actions really matter because there's so much out there. People are drowning in a sea of information, but people that really um, have, have learned something or say something and share it. That is a great goal of theirs. I don't think they're looking for a stage, you know, we were talking leadership class and we were saying that, you know, in leadership is not a title, it's a behavior. And when, um, when this day and age under the pressure and the fear that's coming on this world, we're going to be very surprised who the leaders are. Yeah. It's not always the people at the front of the stage and the front of the line. It's the people that, as the pressure and the fear mounts, who is going to have um, a dealer in hope? Who's going to rise no matter mm. what? And I don't think they're afraid of failing. I think they're almost, 
if anything, I want truth and I want to give that truth. I find them much more grant, uh, attracted by truth and reality than, than glamour of leadership, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I find them very refreshing that way, um, yeah. the, the people that are here. More, and I think more substance. Yeah. More substance to style. Mm. <laughs> I think so. Yes, you yeah. quote the uh, British baking uh, show. <laughs> you, you watch you watch British baking shows, do you? Where do you have the time? <laughs> Steve, Steve, do we have a couple of questions, Kim? In there, was there Steve? I saw a couple of questions. Well, well I, have, I, have, I have another question. I, I think that in this time, a lot of uh, people's ministries have closed down. They, they all people ministries effectively, in, in many ways, have closed down. Uh, people find themselves now in, in a time of transition, you know, what's next? And um, I was thinking about yourself, Teresa, leaving Times Square. Well, you didn't leave, but but you transitioned from from a successful ministry there and, and Times Square Church, preaching, teaching, itinerant as well all over the world, coming here to Ireland, you know, the best place, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then, but but in a way, setting that aside a little bit and, and going and taking on... The, the ministry of summit that was huge you know the sacrifices the challenge the process of that change I, I, i'm curious about that how, how how you approach that because i, th I think we're all in that at the moment mm. sure yeah well i i'm i'm not gonna lie there was a season like i my head was spinning there was so much change you know who am mm. i and what am i supposed to be doing but i really am I, I can tell you honestly, the, the, well, first of all, I have a roommate now when I live in Summit. So, you know, my <laughs> husband and I, we're back together again um, yeah. after 10 years apart. That was, COVID was great. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, now, that, um, now that we're together, I mean, it's really amazing how we can really share uh, what ministry the future brings. You know, he's, he's going to be moving on to what God's called him, but I get to walk alongside people with him in a way that you can't do it sometimes you know times square church unfortunately mm -hmm. the stage was up there and people were down here it was what it was and mm -hmm. now i get to walk alongside people so actually some of the best moments are happening now that that's brilliant. yeah that's brilliant i i, I got it there's a very good question came on brona hayes put a question she says with the addictive nature of the online world how do we encourage young people to spend time Sorry, uh, to spend time slash reach out online without getting sucked into the addiction. Right. You know, and, and the thing is to cultivate that life uh, offline also. And, um, you know, even for young people, as simple as get outside, put the thing down mm. and go outside and walk and and uh, think other thoughts, you know, I think that that discipline and we have to help each other. I think young people don't want to be talked down to that. We all have to realize uh, what uh, phone Pharaoh is and has become in this society. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever mm -hmm. seen this um, documentary, The Social Dilemma. Yes, very yeah, good. It, yeah. very powerful. Yeah. Just to understand the nature of the beast, but um, to uh, understand that, you know, they make it addictive, that this whole thing's been designed to be yep. addictive. And I think knowledge is power. And to get outside and then to connect, uh, um, I think, again, you use the phone as a tool, not as an extension of yourself. 
to yeah. draw that line and make that clear. That's that's why we have it. And um, uh, but I think that uh, you know, for young people, um, getting them to making it a tool by being creative, making it a, make it serve you, make it serve you. Very good. Serving it in whatever way that means. And I think we can all have. Um, real conversations in our families about this educate mm -hmm. yourself and again not hand-wringing fear though we can't approach it that way but mm -hmm. there is a way that we say we want to see how this thing can serve us and i think there's a lot of great ideas out there mm. and and if i can say uh the you know in mark five you know the demoniac he mm -hmm. He's, he lives in the land of Decapolis. It's largely Gentile. And Jesus crosses a boat with his disciples. And that man finds Jesus. <clears throat> and he gets marvelously set free. And then he wants to get in the boat with Jesus and the disciples. Sort of like, I need to be mentored. I want to be your disciple. Let me get in the boat. And I know if I can be a part of the favored few, I can make an impact in the world. Mm. And Jesus says, no, you got to go home. And you got to tell your testimony and you got to share the great things I've done with you with compassion, mm -hmm. how compassionate mm -hmm. I've been. And the very society in the darkness that formed him, he was without mentoring, Bible school, whatever. The power of our testimony is that powerful. Mm. If we turn around and the darkness that forms us, the scripture says he began to preach so that when mm. Jesus came back that whole area that was that formed demon possessed young people was actually being softened up by Praise young God. people sharing their testimony and in that mercy moment when Christ returned they received him and they were yeah. waiting for him and the power of our individual testimony i am encouraging yeah. young people get in touch with that and Amen. share them because yeah. that power it's not about the mentoring the discipleship it's sharing it and giving Amen. Uh, Amen. Uh, so get Amen. back in touch with our, our testimonies. Amen. Oh, well, good. praise God. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to drop you off screen because I want to bring yep. in Ruth Hill. So, is, any last questions or salutations before you go? No, Teresa, I love you. Thank you so much for being with us. Love you. Thank God you. bless you guys. Someday, you guys will come back to the school and uh, in the right time because you're always welcome. Yeah, absolutely. You. God bless you guys. <laughs> See you. Thank you, Hap. God bless. Thank See you, Hap. We're going to bring on, on Ruth Hill now. Um, any moment, Ruth's going to join us. Aha, there you Hello. are. A root, a root out of dry ground. Amen. Oh, no. <laughs> good, good, good. Hello, I How greet you? you, my friend. Good. Oh, hi. 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 Good to see so, you. Good to see you. For those who those who are watching, uh, Ruth Hill uh, works with Fiona Fallon here in Ireland uh, for the Ladies' Fire Conference, and I've been working very, very close with Teresa Conlon for a number of years. And so a lot of people have been asking uh, what's going to happen this year. Are we going to have a conference? Of course, we ultimately really don't know that. But uh, just for Ruth to come on and give some greetings to the Irish ladies, and maybe Teresa as well, maybe Somebody you can share maybe something on your heart for the for the women over here at the moment that are having probably to deal with the hardest part of having their children at home 24 7 watching their teenagers wonder what sort of future we're going to have uh dealing with all the 
domestics on a viral level. So I, I do think that the stretch upon moms is particularly high. Dads too, because they're locked at home and it's probably very artificial for their natural role uh, uh, in the home. But uh, any words of wisdom, Ruth, first of all, for yourself? Well, I've been really enjoying the conversation and picking up on a few things. And it's, a you know, God's word, things we've been talking about for young people are applicable for all of us. And um, one thing I picked up is that we need to, um, to think rightly about God. And um, I, I've been thinking of these two things that we've been talking about. I've been thinking of rest. I've been looking into verses on that. And I've also, um, there, I've really been in Isaiah 30 over the last uh, week. And, you know, to think rightly about God, that, at the mo- that his heart is that he is waiting to be gracious to us. That's his heart. He is he's desiring to be gracious to us. So he's desiring to be gracious to these moms at home um, with these children. And I remember having a chat with um, Teresa here and, you know, she's a busy mom now, even a grandmother. She's running a school and... I said to her, how do you balance all these things? And she said one word to me and she said, grace, grace. And that's it. God is waiting to be gracious to us. He is waiting to pour out his love on us in these days. And we need to position ourselves like he's waiting to be gracious, but we need to wait on him to receive that graciousness. And that is what you've been saying is being in a position of rest and a verse that has really blessed me. I've known it from a very young age, but it's he gives to his beloved in rest. So that's how we we receive from him being in the rest of God. And we have to find that. And it's it is coming back to the scriptures. It is praying because we can actually unburden ourselves in prayer. Come to me, all you who are laboring, minding these children who are go just come to me. And that involves a repentance, a turning from me trying to do it to, you know, looking to God. And it says in returning and rest, you'll be Mm. saved in quietness and confidence will be your strength. So it it is a looking to God in these days for him to be gracious to us. And he is Mm. and he will be. He's wonderful. Yes. And I know that's how... um, Teresa lives she just said that word and it always struck with me it's grace Ruth it's grace Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. we see mightily on you Ruth you are the epitome of graciousness (laughs) and um and another thing uh I think with the grace for moms too is the gratitude we can so be focusing on what we don't have Mm. and uh, Mm. we had a chapel yesterday and some of the students are having sleep issues 
And uh, there was this one student who said that, uh, you know, oh my gosh, her bed was so squeaky. And, and she, she would toss and turn in the night, she's keeping her roommate up and she felt like the whole dorm could hear it and it just compounded and she can't sleep and the anxiety was growing and everything. And all of a sudden in the middle of that squeaky bed, she went, or Lord, I can just thank you, I have a bed. Thank you, I have a pillow. Thank you, I have a place to sleep in for this blanket. And the next thing she was asleep. And, you know, um, just I think a lot of times too, like what your word to us as women of this beautiful grace and um, and focusing on what we have for that moment and getting really mm-hmm. of what we, we have instead of always digging down to what we don't. Gives our mind rest and our capacity in our spirit to fight the good fight and not give up. Amen. Yeah. Is there is there some things that we have to deliberately? Um, I, I I would probably say we do, but would you concur that there's a deliberate sense of how you live your life now? In other words, you can't just go with a flow in the sense of it becomes Groundhog Day and, you, and one day it becomes a slave to the next. That somehow we need to kind of start to set a pattern into our lives and a sense of purpose because you get overwhelmed with what's happening. You get overwhelmed with a lot of the domestic issues, the natural stresses and strains, but to not lose focus, I think is because I think we, 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 we succumb to an awful lot of, uh, of lost weeks and months in our lives because we, we end up get just frustrated in a snowball. I know I've, I've gone through levels of that myself. So if I'm going through it, I'm thinking I mustn't be the only one. And for men Mm-hmm. And to kind of first of all, you know, you know that there's something and 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 a sure sense of purpose, and to even ask themselves, well, what is my purpose as a Christian woman or man, as a as a mother or a husband or as a son or daughter? What's my purpose? And to clearly find the purpose in God and let that become front and center of why we now exist. Because I think without a purpose. You're just feeding yourself. You're just, you're just, you know, you're just rolling, and all of a sudden you you become despair of heart. We've all, I've gone through that. You know, I have to remind myself, remind myself of where I'm positioned, not just as a pastor, but remind myself as a person. My purpose in life at this time is still the same. And we talked about young people using technology. That's if 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 that technology wasn't there, we'd be having billboards on us, or we'd be flying flags, or whatever. We would find a way to bring the purpose out wider than ourselves, of course, to, to, to deliver that to the world around us. And would you agree that today that for men and women, I think it's probably joint now, it's synonymous. I don't think there's really any real difference between men and women, you know, as regards, there's no, there's no Greek or Jew, but all the one that we all have to have that real sense of taking a step back, having a look at the part of them that we're living in. I think of Joshua when the Ark of the Lord was crossing over into the Jordan and he was told, to keep a distance of a thousand meters because you haven't passed by this way before you had to you had to be able to see the direction of god otherwise you're going to get lost into this new place and and would you feel the same girls that ladies that 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 is very important to this time to have that purpose and to have a pattern in your life that you can you can hold at this time right i think i couldn't agree more but i think that you we have to be careful that we don't subtly uh, put our hand to what that purpose is. And, and uh, our explanations are good enough and our experiences are good enough to define this time. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that scripture that says trust in the Lord, that's mm-hmm. the season we're in. We have to mm-hmm. trust him because we've never been this way before and we don't know what's coming next. We really don't. Mm-hmm. We don't. We trust in the Lord and, and um, lean not on our own understanding because the old explanations and some of the pat stuff is not sufficient. Mm-hmm. And the scripture says you do err because you do not know the scriptures and that's not knowing the scriptures. You don't know the power of God. And we're going to shortchange ourselves if we will not in this time. Our purpose is, I think, to trust him. And that's going to go right to places of fear and identity. And we have to trust him and don't lean on our own understanding and say, Lord, you alone have that way. And we will be directed, you know, otherwise I think we're all going to jump into our own based on our own experiences and feelings. Uh, We can be led astray here. And there's something in this moment, that's so much better than that. We can encourage each other mm. uh, finding that purpose that we've dug deep enough. We have let the mm. Lord speak what he needs to speak. And uh, that trust in him is uh, evident because those that trust are directed mm. and not lost. So, mm. you know, I, I do think it's a new call to trust in ways mm. and we'll be challenged in ways we never mm. had, you know, provision sanity, mm. mental health mm. issues, family issues. We're going to have to trust God and mm. be given marvelous uh, answers from scripture and also uh, the power of God will show up behind that. Mm. So mm. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want us to be shortchanged in this season. Mm. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. I think two words I'm thinking, I have this little book and one of the titles it's called the bent knee time and it just is little slit snippets but on one morning it just said strong yieldedness and and that spoke to me that is we we need that you know that godly resolve to yeah. to strongly yield to him like what Teresa was saying that that trust and um, in this time, my prayer is that I might know him, that I may know him and, and the power of his resurrection and live in his resurrection life um, every day. Get up with that. I want to know you because the more I know him, the more I will trust him in, in deeper ways, the no, more I know, know of his character, of his graciousness, his mercy. He hears my prayers and to you know not not to be passive but to right. yield strongly to him in these days yeah and lean on so him yeah so Teresa, have mm. you um because we're going to round up very shortly just for the mm. irish church generally um, um and what do you see you when you when you when you look across not just ireland but across the world today what are you feeling in your spirit when it comes right down to this? What do you think God is is actually doing, and 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 how do you think this is going to work out for us? Big question, okay. but I think, but it's important. What what? Because a lot of people are, are we in the end times? Is this is this the devil? Is this God? You know, um, what's happening here? You know, is there going to be a revival? Or is, is the Antichrist going to come out of the sea tomorrow? What are you sensing in your own spirit? Not eschatologically, but what are you just sensing for the body at this time, the trial that we're in? Right. Well, he has our attention, doesn't he? Mm, that's for sure. Mm. And uh, if we're wise-hearted, we will, as I say, break through how we've always done it. 
to a new place because there's a new mercy of a new moment of mercy. Um, for Ireland, you know, especially so disruptive is when you have you are such a social culture, and when mm -hmm. you are forced to isolate, yeah. you know, it has an Ooh. immediate and deep consequence onto life and to mind. And um, but I, I've always said this: your geography determines uh, some mm -hmm. a very important part of what God has for you to do. And that you're on the edge of things. And if there is a heart of darkness, you're on the, the edge of it. And I believe that God would keep you in a very un unusual way um, if you will seek him with all your heart and lay down, I think, in some of the old ways of, uh, of don't let church, you know, church was an event and now it can't be an event. Church has to be that, uh, that uh, connected to Christ. We're connected to each other and it's better. Mm -hmm. And where mm -hmm. I do believe there's a day coming that we will thank God that his reality and sweetness in our lives is, is better than the busyness. Mm -hmm. And um, it causing us to think and be a lot more thoughtful because we didn't really feel we were all needed. <clears throat> Maybe we weren't convinced we could all be used in the measure and the call on our lives mm -hmm. that we thought. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's these people that know they're empty and barren and, hopeless and then are turning to him the power of god is going to come through our lives i i believe that this is the day but we have to fight for um we platitudes won't do it anymore and we've got to gather mm -hmm. together and something of the spirit of god helps each other when we speak to each other you know mm -hmm. you're great you know you are uh i don't know i i i see that uh, in this this hour of shaking and taking, that's what's happening. Everything's mm. being taken and taken and we're going to have to have living room leaders. It's not necessarily just going to be from a pulpit anymore, but people have to learn mm. to lead from the living room in their own mm -hmm. family with real mm -hmm. wisdom from God. But people will be so hungry for light because the darkness is so deep. It's mm. getting worse. Pharaoh is ruling. And, uh, you know, with the contrast of people with the spirit of God and it's available to moms and children. And it, again, the leaders leadership is a behavior, not a title. And that's what we're going to see in this day and age. So uh, a nation mm -hmm. of leaders, that's what I see. And I thank God for what you guys are doing, because, you know, Pastor Nick, you've always been in the front of that battle. And I, I, I can't imagine. I well, I can actually. The, what comes upon your head and all of that join you and um but it's the hour worth fighting for because these young people are open as never before as yeah. never before yeah. we just give them yeah. a little time and they <laughs> a little time and talk to them and and we have to we have to be willing to hear from them too because you know mm -hmm. yeah they have, they have a wisdom to share too yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah. Well, before before we before we close, I'm going to ask you, Teresa, to, in a moment just to close us with prayer. But mm -hmm. Tim Delina and I spoke at the start of the year, um, this, and he was sharing some of his own thoughts with me. We hope to have Tim on in a few weeks' time. But um, he was saying that Pastor Nicky said you have a, a you have an absolute bountiful amount of young people and grads and, and and young people in your church that are gifted and they love God. And now is the time to let them loose in the church and let them develop and bring their gifting. You've got people who've got photography skills and video skills who love God. Uh, you've got people who can present things very well. You can have people that speak very well. And now is the time 
to start investing in them and, and telling them that you've got confidence in them and loving them and bringing them on. And that's something Stephen would know here. We've done, we, we continue to do a core church, sometimes to the criticism of sometimes within their own home here that people, oh, there's a lot of young presenters. You don't have, you're not putting the mature ones on. But the reality is we're seeing this growing of these young men and women uh, and, and the confidence coming into them. We watched them on the pastoral side that, they, you know, that, that there is a devotion life there and we help them along that journey. But what we're not trying to do is that you have to be this, you have to be a Spurgeon before you're allowed behind the camera or you have to be an EM Bounds before we're going to, uh, we're going to let, let you qualify and let you pray. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I suffered under that as a young Christian myself. I remember being in a church that I was there for like a, 10 years and I don't think I was asked once to to, um, to pray around the Lord's table when evidence the whole church was. And I kind of got it. I wasn't at all the prayer meetings. So that's the reason why the film thread, it kind of, well, it was only 12 years old. No wonder I wasn't at all the prayer meetings. Well, I knew where we go. But, uh, <laughs> but the, the, the lens was so setting a bar that nobody could kind of feel that they kind of jump it and yet I had a heart that wanted to serve God but I do I do really really like the advice that Tim gave me that there is a wealth in these young men and women we also know young people who are watching today we also know that there's a fight within you where we are here the word of God is here the spirit of God is here to help you with that fight we know there's a lot of fear in your eyes and a lot of fear with the task ahead but perfect love cast out fear. Ruth was alluring to that, that you can come and pray and sense his love. It, no matter what condition you feel yourself in, you can sense him that he will always have his arms open to you. It will never be closed to arms from Christ. And so we can proceed, young people, if you are watching again, we want you, we encourage you, we want to spur you on to love good deeds, to service, to put your roots down deeper in the Lord. And in time, you can't hothouse yourself. You're not going to be an old Spurgeon at 25 years of age. Maybe when you get to 70, you'll start to learn a few tricks then. But between now and those age groups, you will keep your face like a flint. You'll put your hand to the plow. And by God's grace, you just keep on putting forward and bring to the table the gifts that you have and employ them for the gospel. But men and women will hear if this is the last throes of time, they will hear from your newsfeed. They will hear it from your TikTok, your whatever form you're on, that you love Jesus and are shining a light for him because that's what the world needs. Let your light so shine before men. Let them hear of your good works as well. So you're not just someone that espouses something but doesn't live it. And they will, in time, glorify your Father who is in heaven. And God will say to you one day, as he will say to every one of us, God, by his goodness, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the rest that I have for you. I want to encourage young men and women. I want to encourage your parents watching. Moms and dads, keep purpose. Your purpose Mm -hmm. is to do the will of God. Your purpose in this life is to be a bright, shining light Mm -hmm. and to to keep that front and center. Even if you're not coming into Cork Church Mm -hmm. on Sunday, you're joining online. You're watching, you're praying, you're sharing services. You're bringing your children with you on that journey. You're encouraging them. And when you feel like you can't do it, do as David did. Encourage yourself on the Lord first. Because if you're not encouraging yourself in the Lord, you're going to run out of steam for your children mm. and the people around you. Pa- Pastor Teresa, will you pray for the Irish witness mm. and for all our beloved people on screen watching and many more will be watching later, that the hand of God will be heavy upon us, on us and that we will know that and sense his nearness, not just the urgency of the moment, but we need to sense his presence 
Otherwise, the urgency will terrify us unless we sense his presence. So let's pray together on screen that our church, our body, people that we've got pastoral care for, will begin to sense him and feel him around them because that's going to give them confidence to stand. If they don't sense him, they're going to run. I'm going to run if I don't sense his presence. I'm going to buckle. But that the presence of God would will, will be like the peace that passes understanding guarding their hearts and minds. Sister Teresa, pray for us now. God bless you. Just before I pray, I, I couldn't agree more that if we can make place for the young, it's it's our job. I, I If we could make place for them yeah. and nurture them, um, that they're looking for a place to land and a place to grow and to share their talents. And uh, of course, and, and they ask us, they want us to be mother and father to them, but we need to welcome them and make place for them. And uh, anybody that agrees with that does not understand the days we're living in because we can easily lose this gener. We can lose a generation here. And uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, yeah. I think that's uh, such wisdom. So, uh, yeah, because we we'd like to be uh, thinking that they're they're getting some training here, and then they're being released to um, mm. being encouraged and a place made for them. And if they knew that, yeah. uh, they I it would so spark them. And they do have so much to give. So, mm. <clears throat> yeah. what a what a great Hallelujah. way to end. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you today that. Um, you have guided our conversation. Mm. I thank you, Lord, for all the people that are listening. I pray to God anything that you spoke, Holy Spirit, that it would just light them up and give them hope. We pray, oh God, that the wisdom that is from above, oh God, is peaceable. And I thank you. Every Christian has access to your wisdom and to your power. I thank you, oh God, that and speaking about youth, Lord, you will show us as we ask you how to train them up, how to encourage them, how to come alongside you, the struggling, how to be able to speak to those that are in darkness. Thank you, Lord, how to use the resource of these young people with all their giftings and all their talents, how they will reach their generation and younger in a very amazing way. So I pray that the generations can join hands and join heart, oh God, in this season, that we're not divided, oh God, but we're united, Lord, in and you will direct your paths. You will show us how to push back the darkness. You will show us, Lord, in this mercy moment, how you will throw out a great net. And, Lord, they will be brought in, Lord, to be trained and discipled because we're using everybody. It's not up to the few. It's up to the many that are connected to you. We'll be given wisdom from above and giftings and powers, oh God, because your word lives in us. And we take time for you. We thank you, Lord. You've shut down so much that we can have time to seek you. Amen. Please help us, oh God. Give us the heart and the desire to seek you, that what we may have, Lord, is beholding you a rest in our spirit and a hope for the future. I ask you to bless the nation of Ireland. I ask you, Hallelujah. oh God, rain time, oh God, that your spirit would come across this nation and that, yes, Lord, that would be in this mercy moment. All the church would understand oh, the moment God. that they can and, yes, and ask to be Amen. used in this time. Amen. I thank yes, you that Father. you're going to save many and that everyone yes. is needed to reach yes. those that your heart Amen. is longing to reach out to 
now, not through religion, oh God, but through the power of the spirit, lifting up Jesus, that new life will come. Let people be released in sharing their testimony. Give them a boldness to share the story you have given them. Let them open their mouths. Let the darkness be pushed back. Let there be a preparing as they speak boldly of what you have done with compassion, oh God, that so many are going to be reached just by their opening their mouths, oh God. And, and sensitively sharing. So I just thank you, Lord, for this group of believers and this island on this earth who your eye has never been taken off of. And I thank you, oh God, you are going to help them, oh God. And Lord, you will continue to be the light of the world that defeats the darkness. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in this hour. Give strength, give rest to your people, oh God, that we may be this, a light and the city set on a hill that many run into and find you, Lord Jesus. So I thank you for this conversation this time. Thank you, Lord. That are going to be touched in this nation at this time. God be the glory. We give you the praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Young people, if you're watching, if you're watching today, young people, um, I'm going to finish with a little plug for the Summit International School of Ministry. But I want to tell you, first of all, about the, the great preacher Spurgeon, took his first church at 16 years of age and they said that he couldn't preach for toffee. So whatever they say, don't, don't listen to what they say. Okay, God, God, we are here for you. The church is here for you. Some of my greatest friends and greatest colleagues uh, uh, and comrades in arms, you could say, are 19 and 20 and 24 and yeah. 23 that are serving the Lord here at our church. They work, they're going to college full-time. They're working a job full-time, and they work here full-time at the church. And it is unbelievable. Have they got their issues? You betcha. They would never lie. But it hasn't stopped them from moving forward and growing and maturing. So don't let your failure hold you back. There is, a, there is, a, there is an endorsement and a wide arms wide open in the church for you. God wants you to take that next step. Next step. And uh, we love you. So to, just to pr- promote Summit International School of Ministry, I'm a frequent visitor over there, and I can tell you firsthand that it is a phenomenal place for any young person, and even slightly mature person too, that maybe have a couple of years of their life they'd like to sit in, learn the Word of God. It's phenomenal if you have a call to go into full-time ministry, but it's not just about that. You know, full-time ministry is going to become less and less because the funds aren't there. It's tent-making. It's it's being prepared to go back and be an influencer in the world that you're coming out of. And so I would highly recommend you get on their website, check it out, pray about it. We, It's the only Bible school that we recommend here and mm-hmm. um, it's at Cork Church yeah. uh, because we know intimately the pedigree, the curriculum, the people. Mm-hmm. We know what sort of, uh, what, what sort of uh, students uh, and what sort of um, uh, quality it's turned out from there. So that's our plug for Summit, not because mm-hmm. Sister Teresa is with us, because we know it. Before she yeah. ever became president, we knew it. So God bless you. Thank you all for joining us. We love you, Teresa. Thank, thank you. you so much for sharing your heart with us. Tremendous you, to have you with us today. Mm, thank yeah, you, Teresa. I love to have you, Ruth, thank as well. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Lovely to be here. God bless you, Ruth. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in with us today. I hope you were blessed. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com. Again, thanks for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.